0: It's Kittly Sounds from Everfree Network,
1: and you're listening to The MBS Show. Hello and welcome to The MBS Show, Episode 80. I am your host, Norman Sanzo. Joining me today is Daniel Anthony. Oh, hi, Norman. Hi, Daniel. How are you?
2: I don't know. Pretty okay, pretty bad. Don't know what to say.
1: Oh, okay. I've been...
2: Back to school! So, yep. Uh, You know, you get to meet your friends, but you got homework, that kind of thing. Yeah. True, true. I've been... It's probably the last time in my life as well, because it's the final step.
1: True. I've been seeing you playing a lot of Saints Row on the PC, so, releasing stress?
2: Uh Yeah, because I can't blow my campus up. I'd rather blow a whole city up (laughs) instead. Wow, that's
1: excellent logic
2: so, okay. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to see me in the headlines,
1: so yeah Oh, we all do, we all do I'm all of,
2: I'm, I'm all of the part, if you want to know <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, so anyway, joining us today is James Cork Hey there, Norman, hey there, Dan Hi, hey. James Hey, James, hey, James, how are you?
3: Um, I am sitting down looking at my PC under wind ponies So <laughs> that's always good Awesome, yep, awesome Welcome back <laughs> thank you, thank you, it's always it's a pleasure to come back, it's like, I, this feels like home, it, it's like, oh, it's so awesome, you know, and I'm with these guys, and um, be silly for a couple of hours.
1: True, true, yeah, almost, you're always, well, almost that's not right, you're always welcome, you're always welcome.
3: <laughs> <laughs> almost welcome, he's like, half welcome, how's that, like, oh, you're well.
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm oh, just I being derpy, I'm just being derpy.
3: I'm well, I'm well. <laughs> oh, you're you? When you come
2: down to Malaysia, we need to, like, <coughs> meet up and do this live episode thing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. like, wonder how James Cork draws and attends the podcast at the same time? Find out how.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, James, uh, I recently heard that you discovered a new game for Pokemon? What was it?
3: Oh, you're talking about Pokemon Ghostbusters then? Ah, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just posted it on Tumblr It's basically, you go to uh, You get yourself an electric Pokemon Then you load up on Ultra Balls Or Pokeballs or whatever you you have Then you go to an area That has a lot, a lot of uh, ghost-type Pokemon Like a Haunted Mansion Or uh, one of those towers That is full of uh, gravestones Which, by the way, Pokemon gravestones Jesus Christ, <laughs> that, that's kind of creepy And then you, Every single Pokemon that uh, comes into your path uh, that is ghost type. You weaken, paralyze, and then you capture it. Pokemon Ghost Bastion.
1: Awesome! That's a cool game. <laughs> I wish I had a Game Boy or whatever device to play on. <laughs>
3: Thought it for a second it was su- like a fandom crossover. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure somebody else has come up with that, but eh, I felt like if nobody has, there you go.
1: First. <laughs> so anyway, our guest for this week is Sketchy sound Hello. Hey there, Sketchy. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing quite well, thank you.
1: Awesome, awesome. So for those out there who might not know who Sketchy is, he is one of the DJs for
0: EFN.
4: Am I right? Well, I, I, I wouldn't say DJ, uh, so much because uh, DJ is basically... The, that would be someone who sits there and spins the, uh, spins the tunes, so to speak. And I am actually a live-performing artist.
1: Oh ah, yeah. I heard from Dusty saying that you play live music on your acoustic guitar, from there, like that? I do indeed, and these days I have more than just a
4: guitar. my My collection of instruments is ever growing. So these days I have like guitars, mandolins, a bass, a all sorts here. Okay, cool, cool. So uh,
1: how
4: many can you play at any one time simultaneously? <laughs> uh, so far, two. I can play my guitar and uh, a harmonica simultaneously. Ooh, okay.
1: We'll, cool. we'll save that later on. We'll save that for later on.
2: because yeah, I thought you could go full Pinkie Pie and go Paraspect Polk and everything. And no, you no,
1: know,
4: no. Working nobody. up to that.
2: <laughs> yeah, like this dual guitar and there's a mandolin on the left-hand guitar in the right-hand. <laughs> You're hammering everything.
4: Oh, boys. That would so, be kind of chaotic. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's perfect then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
1: anyway, anyway, let's move on to, well, the four important questions. And question number one is, who is your favorite pony?
4: Well, that's a difficult one to answer. Um, you allow multiple it choices to make up your mind. Okay. Oh, In that on. case, it's not difficult. I will have, I have to will... say Rarity and say... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, James, that's say... James, that's, that's your favorite pony, no, not mine. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I know, Here we I go. So, as far as ponies go, as far as background ponies go, um, my favorite pony would be Octavia. And that will come as no surprise at all to anyone who's familiar with my writing work, because... Well, I wrote a little while back Well, it's probably about a year back now But I wrote a, well, it's about 172,000 word fic Which has Octavian in it So that kind of is a bit of a giveaway That is my favourite among the background ponies um, Among the main six, I would say it's a toss-up Between Pinkie Pie and Flutterfly um, I love them both a bit And among the... Uh, among the royalty, so to speak, then it would be... Luna. It's kind of... It's tied between Celestia and Luna because, I mean, this is the thing. Um, Although a lot of people really, really love Luna's bits, and I'm no exception, I also really, really like Celestia's character as well. Um, I like the way that she's characterised as, you know... I I see her very much as, one, a caring big sister to Luna, and two, uh, very much a caring and benevolent ruler. I... I really don't like the thing when people are like, oh, she's a tyrant. It's like, that's stupid. She's not. True, true. So yeah. Okay. Did you read the newest uh, micro
5: oh. focused on
3: Celestia? I, I, oh, yes, I read that. I haven't yet. I, 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 I'm behind on the comics, so don't spoil anything for me. Oh,
1: it's good. I'm not, I'm it's good. I just read
3: it last night. <laughs> I'm not going to, but if you like Celestia, uh, you definitely need to check it out. It's actually pretty good.
1: Yep, yep. yep. There's a lot of character references
2: Oh, yes, Norman.
1: Oh, yes. Yep, yep. I'm not talking about oh. that one that you like. I'm talking about the other one that's grumpy. Wait, I'm the
2: grumpy
1: one, so. No, not you, the other one. Fine! It's not all about you, Dan. <laughs> that's what makes me grumpy. Yep, it's all about Sketchy, though. And Sketchy, what's your favourite episode?
4: Favourite episode? Ooh. That, that again is a difficult one. Um. Yeah, I would have to say, well, without a doubt, from season one, my favourite one, hands down, is Party of One. Ugh. That was the first episode where I actually, that's where I like, really fell in love with Pinkie Pie's character, because we finally got to see into her head a bit, and we saw that, you know, actually she's, you know... There's the Well, it's a case of, you know, there's not just, you know, there's a sort of maybe um, deep-seated yes. desperation behind her actions, behind her... You know, being so happy and cheerful at times because if she's not, you know, involving herself with other ponies, if she's not got friends around her, then she gets really, really, you know, depressed really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, As like, you know, I, when we finally got to see like that you know, that deeper side of her, was like, wow, you know, there's actually a lot of depth to this character. Um, from season two, it would either be less Than zero or uh, the the finale. And season three, I think. I'm trying to think, actually. I'm trying to remember the episodes from season 3 I liked. There wasn't really an awful lot there. Uh, yeah. so, there was only half a yeah. season, yeah, so it's difficult to pick. Yeah, I, I hope uh, season 4 brings a lot more awesomeness.
2: True,
1: true. I heard it's 26 episodes, so
4: yay! It, It'll it's, be. it is. It's going to be a full season. That much has been mm-hmm. confirmed.
1: True, true. So, you don't know what's your answer for season 3?
4: I honestly can't really think of one. Um, let me actually just have a quick look at the episode list for Season 3, and I will give you an answer for that. We'll
1: Funny fall. enough, I don't really remember much about Season 3, because I've only watched all of Season 3 once.
3: Really, guys? Yeah. You don't remember much of Season 3?
1: Yeah, I don't really much. I mean, the episode where Scootaloo Christa- and Luna were... The was Crystal
3: em- yeah, yeah, it's the Empire. Empire, too oh. many Pinkie <clears throat> Pie's... Uh, mean, the episode. Oh yeah, the you know.
5: flutter on the Discord return, the Trixie return, yeah,
2: and Luna infection yeah, thing. Uh, but still, the little high nightmares. I think out uh, of season three, then probably my favorite would either be Sleepless in Ponyville because I really did love
4: the way that all panned out. Oh yeah. Um, that or Too Many Pinkie Pies because again, it was some more Pinkie Pie exploration, and that's always a good thing.
5: Oh, okay,
1: bye,
4: cool. fine. Give me I think it got yeah. scary towards the end.
1: True. Give me it a second.
3: Did. Which one? The, the Pinkie Pie one? If you are not the real Pinkie Pie, you get sucked and explode into smithereens. <laughs> yeah.
2: No second doubts about that. Yeah, okay, I gotta, I gotta admit I was pretty freaked out at the end. <laughs> <laughs>
5: it
3: was it was realistic. can make a face
4: crazier <laughs> than this. <laughs> Nightmare fuel. True, true, true,
1: true. So, Sketchy, how did you become a fan of the show?
4: That was an interesting thing, because um, the, the way I learned of it to begin with was I am the head administrator for a Sonic fandom message board, and one day I noticed in our more nonsensical form, I noticed lots of pictures of ponies turning up, and I was like, okay, that's a lot, probably just some fat or something, that will pass, give time. But it didn't. This, you know, more and more pictures and threads kept on showing up. And I was like, what is going on here? So eventually curiosity got the better of me. And I went and did some research, looked into, you know, I was like, okay, what is going on here? Like, and found out, you know, my old pony has been, you know, brought back with a new look, new series and so forth. I was like, okay. And I was like, and it's like, and people are obviously enjoying this. I was like, let's have a look then and see what this is all about. So I went and found the season one premiere and watched that. And I was like, okay, that's actually, you know, fairly okay. I was like, you know, that was better than I expected. You know, I went into it with fairly low expectations and was quite surprised. So I was like, okay, let's have a watch of the next episode. And of course, the next episode is Applebuck season. And, you know, to find out that it, um, you know, see that they went to like slice of life after having you know adventures. Like, I can I can live with this. I was like, this is actually pretty good. So then I watched the episode after that, and then the episode after that, and then a few hours later, I'd run out of episodes to watch because this was not long after season one had started, and the latest episode they were up to was the one just before winter wrap up. So I was suddenly out of episodes. was sort of like, oh. Um, <laughs> So I was like, I, I should keep watching this. And then when, when Winter Wrap-Up you know, hit, when that came out and I saw it, I was like, okay, this actually is really amazing because that was the first episode where we had a full-blown song and dance number. And I was like, this is something that's not done in cartoons anymore. I was like, I'm definitely going to keep watching this and see if they do this again because that was actually really, really amazing.
1: That's how it all starts, really, with anyone. If you have a passing interest and you watch it, like how... Apple Cider said is the three episode trap. Once you watch three episodes, you have to watch the rest. And once that's done, yeah. you'll be a fan.
3: Yep. Yeah, when much. when did you have that revelation moment that you're watching the episode, then it ends, you have to to take a step back and say, What is wrong with me?
4: <laughs> when was that? <laughs> um I would say that was maybe after, I don't know, probably about halfway through season one. Um, you know, when I'd been waiting on, like, the next episodes coming out, I was like, I just watched the mystery recent and episodes, and I was like, I just kind of thought to myself, I was like, I'm watching a show for little girls, by <laughs> choice. <laughs> 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 like, and I just thought to myself, you know, why am I doing this? But, you know, the answer came to you pretty clearly, you know, pretty promptly when I asked myself that question, It's was like, because I'm genuinely enjoying this. And I was kind of shocked to think that, it was like, you know what? I was like, I can either choose to, you know, think of this as something shameful that, oh, I'm watching a show with little girls and enjoying it, or I can just take the more mature approach and be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm watching this show and I'm enjoying it because it's damn good.
1: I have to agree well, with that so. mindset. I have to agree with that mindset. I
4: agree as well. Heavily.
1: True, 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 true. Yeah. And Sketchy, what do your family and friends think about your love for the show?
4: There's been mixed reactions. Oh. Um, both my parents know about my being involved in the community Because they've either, I've either just told them or they've found out um, My my mum, for example I think she found out um, not too long after I'd first gotten into it And then when Buck happened, that's the running UK convention uh, I basically said to her, oh, I'm going to be going down to this convention in Manchester And uh, being a guest there, and she was like, well, what is it about? And I was like I was like, well, actually, it's about the it's about my little pony. And she's like, is it now? And I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, fair enough. Um, you know, and I took the time to say to her, you know, it's uh, the reason I've gotten into this in the first place is because it's actually really, really well done. And you know, she took my word for it because my mum is good like that. She she knows I have my head screwed on the right way. So she's like, well, you know if. If you take an interest in it, then there has to be a good reason for it. I'm I'm not going to judge you for it, um, I think. My dad, on the other hand, I think I might have mentioned it to him at some point, but he hadn't really paid attention. (laughs) Um, But he got a proper revelation of it when uh, I visited him recently because he actually recently had a stroke, um, which was rather unfortunate. He's okay, though. He's he's recovered, so he's fine. But it was when I'd gone and visited him, and um, oh, yeah. and the subject somehow came up the the new My Little Pony shows The subject somehow came up. I think it was one of his um, one of his students brought up. He was visiting. This is the thing. He was a driving instructor. Oh. Um, so he was visited by you know his students and so forth while he was in the hospital. And one of his students had mentioned it. So they mentioned something about the season two finale. Um, and they mentioned something about the changelings. It's was like, oh, yeah, that's the season two finale when the changelings invade and so forth. And kind of like everyone else in the room sort of looked at me as though to say, why do you know this? Oh, boy. <laughs> so I was like, um, she was like, yeah, and she was like, how do you know? I was like, oh, I'm a, I was like, I watched it myself. I'm <laughs> a well bad boy. Was like, and the other guys were like, me. oh, okay. And my dad just sort of was like, oh, <laughs> But I think you know he's just you know kind of accepted again because you know he, you know both my parents are aware that I am not one for just taking interest in things you know lightly. It's a case of something has to be good to get me interested in it. So they're like fair enough. So um, both of them know. As for my friends, um, most of them again have been fairly accepting of it. Um, I have I have had a few disbelieving looks and a few. A few responses to the effect of What? <laughs> but I haven't had anyone, you know Disowning me or whatever Just because I like a, a show for little girls um, Most of them have been pretty cool about it And a good And some people actually that I've told about it Have then watched it themselves and be like You know what, this is actually really good I'm going to watch it as well So I I have been responsible for bringing some people into the herd So to speak
1: <laughs> That's awesome uh, I, I don't know how to react when you're in a room and you say something that nobody expects you to say. How would that yes. be?
2: I do that all the time.
1: No, oh, but that's you, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nobody's surprised. It's, Sorry. Uh, I was going to say uh, it, it is a bit oh, of a weird uh, thing when you
4: come out with something and everyone's like, "What?" You know, it's like you get that sort of look, of everyone slowly so really turns you with this bewildered look on their face. No, uh, it's kind of comical though. I I kind of like doing that to people.
1: <laughs> no, the thing is, I the, the the thing I'm thinking right now is one of your father's students talk about it.
3: Uh, was it
4: a boy or a girl? Uh, it was a it was a girl. Ah,
1: uh, so that's why the strange looks. Okay, no wonder. Yeah.
3: To bring up the subject of uh, your friends disowning you because of that, if they do that, they are not really your friends. Oh, true, true. Your yeah. friends will accept Same you. True. Whatever you watch And whatever you like And they shouldn't be judgmental on you
1: True, true You
3: know, some people found the brony fandom As a way to weed out those who are loyal And
2: those who aren't
1: True For my yeah. side, I haven't had any well, Any of those problems Because honestly speaking Most of my friends here like crazy anime stuff And Whoa oh, And most of their stuff are pretty weird So Comparing to ponies <laughs> You're weird
2: Yeah yeah, uh, simple.
1: My friends did only when they saw me wearing pink. Uh, no comment. So anyway, thanks Ketchy for answering our four important questions, and let's move on to the next topic. And the next topic is housekeeping. So, we here at MBS show love playing video games, and we really like to help in a charity event. So how could we do so? Well, as of November 2nd, most of the MBS show crew will be participating in Extra Life 2013, a 25 hours gaming marathon to raise money for Children's Miracle Network. What to expect during that 25 hours of gaming marathon? Well, expect to be a part of a live stream with me, your host Norman Sanzo. You can even join me in a game and possibly see me rage at a game. I did that recently with Indiana Jones. Interact with the guests and uh, in the live stream and get your questions answered by them. We would appreciate it if you could donate to our team. Together, we can help kids and kick cancer's buttocks. Links to the donation page are in the show notes. So, yes, we are doing this. Seriously. 25 hours of gaming. Oh, God, please help me. <laughs> so, yeah,
5: you, you, you bought this on
1: yourself, no? Indeed, <laughs> but... No, no. Okay, James, you, you could help me here. Because um, you, you watched me play Indiana Jones, right?
3: You were not having a very good time with that game. <laughs> However, what a, th- what a weird thing to complain about. Oh, no, I have to play 24 hours of video games. No, no, no. More I, I don't understand this. Why do you people subject yourself to self-abuse? <laughs>
1: because we like it. Oh.
2: <laughs> oh, okay, right.
1: No, but but seriously, uh, it is all good. <laughs> oh, God.
2: <Here> okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, but seriously, no No, no, but seriously, it's for a good cause, and twenty-five hours of gaming for a few bits—it's no problem because it all goes to the kids that need it. And if I can entertain you by torturing myself, hey yo, do it. So I I'm hope. Waiting,
2: I'm waiting. Yeah,
1: so I hope you do come and join me because I be I'll be participating and I'll also be doing a test run with my live stream to see how it works with the quality and stuff. So. Um, it'll be every Wednesday. My local time is going to be nine till ten, or maybe nine to eleven, depending your your time. Would be a.m. I'm not sure if that's a good time or not. But hey, join me, see me rage at Indiana Jones, um, greatest adventure.
5: You're
1: gonna play other games, right? Oh, we'll do, we'll do. Indiana Jones was just for Lion Heart cartoon because he knows a lot of Indies, and well, who knows? Uh, well, hoping he would comment, but hey, it was fun while well, it lasted. My next game would be something more new, more fun, more current, maybe, maybe like what was that game? Ellen Wake, yeah.
3: Play Super Mario 64.
1: <laughs> oh god, I do... I. Uh,
2: I'll see what I can do. I see what I can I'm do. Dark side, let's
1: go simulator. Oh god, no. <laughs> so anyway, I hope you guys can join us, and let's move on to the next topic. And next topic is news time. In today's news time. Roll that dice. It's time for Monopoly. <gasps>
5: Monopoly.
1: Nope. See the pun there? See what I did that? <laughs> yeah, so anyway.
2: Monopoly or, or perhaps
1: ponopony. Yep. In, I was Pony thinking about going to too. Let us not introduce capitalism
3: into the beautiful state of Equestria. Hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Capitalism <laughs> is already in stale, in stale <laughs> on Equestria. Didn't you see the Apple family? True, true. So let it drive. Yeah.
1: So anyway, <laughs> in a previous episode, we mentioned that the Pony version of Monopoly will be coming out soon. And it appears that the board game is out in stores now. The board game features elements from the show. The landmarks have been ponified. The minifigures are of the main six. And even the community chess and chants have been changed to Discord and Mare Mare. You can get your own set at retail stores and online at Amazon.com and ToyBiz.com. Links can be found in the show notes. So, who here is excited for this board game?
4: I am, I am very excited for. It. I Thanks. love Monopoly, and I honestly, I'm surprised it took Casper this long, considering that they essentially own both properties, like you know, my Little Pony and Monopoly. I'm just kind of shocked it took them this long to finally get together a Pony version of it, because it's the fans have been crying out for that for like the past. Two or and three years, one, almost. And one
3: of the and one of the best things in this version of Monopoly is that they do have the places of the show. When in like I've seen fan-made versions where they actually have the characters, mm. and I'm like, that's that's not as much fun as buying Sugar Gift Corner or uh, Pinkie Pie's no, or Sakura's Heart. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's and it's so cool. By the way, I think that Mayor's Mayor uh, yeah. card should be. Uh, chance, not community chest.
1: No, I think uh, it's... No, but is, it's like
3: this, you just,
2: know, your, your money is either going to the devil or to the government, There's no way out. That's what happens. No, no, it's more realistic.
1: True, true. But no, uh, sketchy. I, I think the only reason why Hasbro didn't do it to begin with, because of the fandom. During the beginning, they did not know what to do with us. And to do something like this was kind of risky. Just think of how many Monopoly games are out there that didn't went well. Didn't go too far because we have a local version of Monopoly here, and I don't think no anybody's bought that one. I play it. You play, but do you own it? Yes, I do. Really? No. Yeah. Is it fun?
2: Oh yes.
1: Oh, okay, cool. Monopoly. But no. I own
2: the old Malaysian Monopoly. Ah. Before the Putrajaya installment was, it was there. You know, it was old names. It's like, yeah, I have the vintage version.
1: Okay, that's interesting because. From what I seen, there's a Street Fighter version, there's a Doctor Who version, there's a there, there's there's a lot of versions out there, and oh, even a Power Rangers there's version. Really, it's a Pokemon version. Really? A Pokemon version.
4: The, yes. The oh
5: my. The problem with making a Monopoly game
4: is whether the IP that you're going to use for a Monopoly game has actually got sufficient role building on it to to translate well into the game of Monopoly. Um, and I suppose for a while Pony didn't, but it mm. has now because you've got, <laughs> you know, you've got assorted places in Ponyville, and you've also got places in Canterlot. So I think there is now enough there for them to actually manage it. Mm, so maybe that could be another reason why they waited.
1: True, that. and also the demand of the fandom, and the fandom is quite big right now for them to yeah. warrant a Pony game.
3: Yes, yeah, and it has a bigger demographic now. Like it, it now ranges all ages. True, true. Because Monopoly is not only played by by kids; it's played by people of all ages, and they <laughs> all can Sorry. sit around and play with their ponies and just steal their properties. Uh,
1: oh, that is true. Yeah, yeah, that that that
2: is that
3: is true t- did any No, uh, I cry I, about.
4: no. I think pretty certain. All, all of us in here play
1: Monopoly, sir. So, yeah, at one really point of like my life, days. yes. Did you guys remember that? The it's an old story, but way back when, there's this Monopoly competition where. The winner of that game um, got the exact amount in dollars. Wow. Wow,
2: wow, wow. There's only so much money in the Monopoly game.
1: True, true. But no, he did won in dollars. Like, he beat everybody and he got the amount in dollars. Like, if he won, like, 10k. Then again, in the US Monopoly, the
2: lowest denomination is one dollar.
1: Yeah, true, but I'm, it's, I'm just saying that this was this this happened a while back now, and just imagine if they did that for charity for a brony, sorry, for a convention or something like that. That would be my awesome. Head, bro. What are you talking about? You know, they'll be bankrupt, that, trust me. No, I mean it will be for charity, and charity is always good.
3: Did okay. you hear that way to uh, beat Monopoly
1: without too much of an effort? How do?
3: It's like a cheat. What you have to do is buy the properties that are red and orange because it's proof that uh, the chance of the dice, they are going to make you fall on those properties all the time. So if you buy those and you buff them up with uh, houses and hotels, you will have people falling on those all the time. And if you see the Monopoly game you will see that the red properties are, like, Sugar Cube Corner, Sweet Apple Lakers, and another, another store. And I'm like, that is so clever. <laughs> like, you take control of the food. <laughs> and actually, yes. that's true, because um, when
2: you roll two dice, the maximum you can get is 12. But however, instead, if, you know, you roll a D14, if there's such a thing, the chances of a D14 rolling any number is equal. But in two dice, the highest chance is rolling is a 7. True.
5: That is
1: yeah. true. Dice logic.
2: Jeez, the Hasbro, the
1: Hasbro dude, sorry. But I don't think so, there's a D14, there's a D12, a D20, and a D... No, there's a hypoth- hypothetical D14, it was tested to against two
2: dice, and it, sh- it showed that the two dice are more biased to seven.
1: Mm, true, true. But anyway, um, people are not interested in hearing us talk about Monopoly, because it does not have any ponies in it. So let's move on to the next topic, and... Well, now
5: it does... Oh, yes.
1: True, but not in what we're talking talking about. gentlemen.
2: Let's talk more
1: about about. (laughs) So, anyway, Dan, why don't you take this one? All
2: right. So, My Little Pony Firefly. Is she going to have her own book? Over again on Amazon, a new listing for a My Little Pony book has popped up by the title of My Little Pony Firefly and Illustrated Book. To be included in the book is the Firefly Brushable with a star shaped Brush. How the heck does that work? The book is 32 pages long and will be available for purchase on April 22nd, 2014. Links, as usual, can be found in the show notes. So, Firefly,
3: do you think this is legit?
1: I don't know. I, th-
3: I thought they lost the rights to 20th century folks because of the George Whedon show. True. That's that... kind of weird. I know. This is well,
1: confusing. I mean,
2: huh? Although uh, maybe in, in literature it could they could bypass that right.
1: True. Maybe I sir. I don't know. It's just that by name and by figure and stuff, it's already a problem there. And Firefly G One, from what I know, is not licensed or not trademark, right? Don't know. Uh, Firefly G One is. Oh, the whole name. I don't think it's trademark. No. Mm, so.
4: But then again, about the art stuff. It's a thing. I just read. Um, uh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's a bit of a tricky thing. I would say that if they're bringing back, well, if if they're going to have Firefly for something, I'm all for that. Um, I know also, uh, I mean, this is the thing, Firefly was basically Lauren's favorite.
1: Mm, True, true.
4: So I think that's rather nice of them to put the effort into, put Firefly into something.
5: Mm,
1: True, true. But it's brushable, and... Okay, technically, if you want to do a brushable or firefly, it's not that hard. Just put a pink no, pony out there with a th- two thunder shaped cutie mark and blue mane, then you're done, and change her name to something else. But still,
2: Flyfire. Yeah, but then so wait, what, what? Actually, uh, a thing that I'm a little afraid of is that it says firefly illustrated. Now I just read. Um, My Little Pony, Under the Sparkling Sea just a couple of days ago. And as much as I know that there is is tons of, tons of effort and precision done in making the artwork for the book, I didn't like it. It was a flashback to G3.
1: What's wrong with it?
2: The artwork was very reminiscent of G3. And it kind of like dragged out the whole um, feel of the g4 the cuteness that i liked in g4 and it was more like you know how the g3 how they tried to make the ponies so look cute yeah it had that feel to it
5: mm, okay. no
2: glittery hair glittery mains that were a little too detailed rather than Pinkie pie's that's design in flash that cannot exist in real life
1: mm,
5: i see
2: okay i completely agree with
3: nan on this one i absolutely agree i saw the artwork i saw the Time lapse of the artists working on the pic, on the on the drawings that they they took a lot of time to do them but they look horrible. I think it's so one of mean, three. Yeah, no, but they they do look horrible. They do have a very a strong feel to generation three generation uh, three point five and I don't mean those generations are bad. I just mean it's like taking a step back from what we have right now. Yeah, exactly. evolution, is, evolution is always moving forward. So I'm not saying that Generation 3 was bad. I'm just saying it was a step a step to get to Generation
2: 4. Mm. And also, in a sense, um, they, ha- they brought back a lot of old things. They brought back sea ponies.
1: Well, I don't know. It added more characters to it. But with the art and stuff, it's a style that you can't really blame anybody. It's just an art style that somebody decided to use and has to clear it.
2: Yeah, I, I totally understand, but you know, it's, um, compared to the IDW comic, it was. Well, because I read the Celestia miniseries, then I read that, then I was like, no, this doesn't feel right. Well, it felt like I was reading a G three comic. It, it was a storybook, though. It was, it was, a, it was text. It had text. It was an illustrated storybook, but it did feel like I was reading a G three comic.
1: Yeah, different style and different medium, really. But I, I don't want to harp on that one because, um, talking about Firefly here. I just hope that it is really Firefly and we get to see what they do with her. Well,
3: if you see the pink body, the blue mane, and the bow on her ponytail, then you're going to, and the wings, of course, then you're going to see it's Firefly there. Oh there. Awesome,
1: yeah. awesome. And let's move on to the next one. Next one is the 2013 Hasbro Investor Day. Recently, Hasbro had their 2013 Investor Day, where they publicly announced their earnings and their future plans. The website tfw2005.com had coverage over the event, and here are some of the Pony-related things, thanks to EQD for the breakdown. Ponies overall, IDW on its way to 1 million comics sold, a signature clothing line is coming out, debuting in Paris.
2: Which has leaked a little, in fact.
1: Yeah, true. Chuba Chups... On the way for ponies, Chupa Chup is a lollipop brand. Go look at it. I have not personally tasted one before, but...
2: You haven't
0: tasted a Chupa
3: No. Nope. I cannot believe oh, that. I cannot believe that. No, I, I you don't, you uh, haven't uh, lived. If you haven't tasted you Chim- haven't. Pie, I would be ashamed of you. E.
5: That
3: is like the best thing ever. Yeah, it's like... I don't know it's a kind of taste. Stick. It's a candy on a stick. Yeah, I know, and it's I know. Spanish invention. Did, did you know that that the chupa the, the chupa chips is actually Spanish? Really? Oh, yeah, oh. i I wonder always wondered about the name, but I always loved it so much. The, the logo of chupa chups is actually designed by Salvador Dali. Ooh, that's cool. Ah,
1: nice. So anyway, um, mm-hmm. let me let me no move on. I wonder why it's
3: so hard to read.
1: Let me move on before we <laughs> <laughs> let's move on before we um, talk more about that. Um, my little pony at forty. 3% on franchise brand revenues little shop and my little pony tied for most watched shows on the hub in the demo so sorry 67% of girls in spain watch my little pony
2: in...
3: I, have I have to say something on that what? okay I'm not, I'm not sure about the little girls but i can tell you all the grown ups that i know of they yeah. don't watch the show in spanish oh they don't. <laughs> <laughs> the, the they, 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 yeah, we watch it in English. The dub they did for My Little Pony in Spain is horrible. Oh my! I I was I was watching the, the perfect the perfect stallion song in uh, in Spanish. Spanish. They don't rhyme. <laughs> they, they don't make it rhyme. It uh, it's a literal translation. They didn't make it rhyme at all. I know. Yeah, it's kind of difficult to both make it both uh, lyrics and visuals work. But if you put a, li- a little bit of work on it, you're gonna be able to to to, to make it sound good. Like they did translate it Winter Wrap Up, and Winter Wrap Up sounds okay in Spain. But oh god, no! I, uh, really so I am do like, translation. I'm taking that stat on the on the chart as not completely accurate. <laughs>
1: In Brazil, MLP is the number one show in the girls' demographic. 70% of all girls watch it. Okay. MLP apparently dominating the world with Transformers. And the last one is, MLP is one of the most popular shows streamed for girls.
2: Explain what you means, by
4: MLP is apparently dominating the world with Transformers, because that doesn't sound very friendly. I think what he means by that is that My Little Pony alongside Transformers... Is donating uh, TV ratings and so forth to toys and you know all that. Okay, because I don't want a Twilight Sparkle piloting Optimus Prime into the house tomorrow
3: morning. Why <laughs> no. not? I would totally watch that.
2: I want that.
1: <laughs> no, but.
4: Why can't you not? How can you not want that? Oh, come on. No, she's reading in the fact, manual. You know in what the we card. should have, guys? Here's what we should have we should have Princess Celestia and Princess Luna and Optimus Prime.
5: Versus, like, Discord and Megatron and so forth. Awesome. I would watch that. No, oh, but... Oh, makes best friends
2: with Mumblebee. Yeah. No, no but-, but it's like, if they're <laughs> dominating the world, so if they're
1: going
2: to step on my favorite restaurant tomorrow, I'll be like, thank God I like to
1: keep my-. No, no. But no, the-, the thing is with this one is, um, it's just a brand blueprint success because... No,
3: no, I know, I know. It's just the way you wrote it. It's like, apparently dominating nope. the world. Like,
1: no, oh, not me. It was Seth. So the thing is,
3: Rainbow Dash and RC became best friends and they go racing together.
1: Oh, that's so much fun. But no, um, My Little Pony in Malaysia is up by 240 percent. How do you go up that high?
2: As bro, you're welcome.
1: Yeah, yeah but anyway, for we
2: all of us here in Malaysia, now please update the goddamn website to G4.
1: Shush. <laughs> but anyway, wow, anger. I know. This is what I have to work with. Anyway, if you want more anger, we got Equestria Girls. 360 screens sold at launch and 21 million impressions on the theatre. Most successful launch of its kind by screen vision. Triple the estimate on Amazon. Links can be found in the show notes. And looks like MLP is going places. Yeah.
3: Can you ask me we can- while? Well. We should stop for a second and just consider what Equestria Girls did cinema-wise, because I don't know the budget of that movie, but compared to what it did in the theater with how much it costed to do, I'm pretty sure it's like uh, one of the most uh, financially successful movies in the of the year.
1: True, true. <laughs>
3: probably is, probably
1: is. That is true. It probably, did, it probably did like three or
2: four times the amount of money that it costed.
1: <laughs> yep, yeah. you know
2: Hasbro, if you sold the DVD in Malaysia and all the other countries you probably would have been in Pacific Rim.
1: No, I don't know. Oh, Pacific God, Rim is still know, awesome.
3: I'm pretty sure it actually comes <laughs> to <But laughs> making up the money that it cost that Pacific Rim did not.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. If you want to talk about earning back money, Pacific I'm sorry, um the equestria girls overall gain hand over fists. Hand over what? Hand over fists, you know, the term hand over fists.
2: No, oh,
1: sorry, my English sucks. Yeah, it could be me. Well, no, um, Equestria Girls, even though most of us don't like it, it still brings a lot of cash to Hasbro. And I don't I know, like. I don't say that.
2: Well, it... as long as the people got, DHX got paid, I don't mind because they did a good job with taking instructions and making the best out of it.
1: Oh, true, true. From what I can tell, Hasbro has been really earning a lot And 2014 seems to be a good year for them
3: 2014
1: hasn't started It's going to be a good year for them it's
3: Well, you know what be. happens when a company is doing a lot of money That they can spend more money on their shows Meaning sure. that the more money we give to them, the better quality is going to... Season 4, is going, season four and Season 5 and Season 27 are going to have
5: Mm, true,
2: Either that, true. or they're gonna just blindfold themselves and push a random button that labeled reboot and see which series they're gonna do next. Ah. You know what?
3: With the current generation, I don't think they want to reboot it because no any other series. Base, there could be any series that out there that's waiting for a reboot.
2: G.I. Joe, G.I. Joe, yeah, true. I think a series, and they have to pay Bruce Willis every week.
1: No, they don't have to do that. They could just ask Nolan North to do something. <laughs>
3: Will
2: cost
1: money. Yeah, no, 3D. you just have
3: to hire Steve Bloom and he will do every single graph battle parasacs endeavor and he will be awesome. True. true. Then you could go up higher and have Michael Bay on board.
1: Oh no, 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 no. Stay away. <laughs> no. Stay, stay away.
2: And then he'll be the Transformers will come in as
3: well and then it'll be like G.I. Joe Transformers. <laughs> yeah.
1: That you know has what? happened. I'd rather
3: have I'll rather have the real Michael Bay doing it than a Michael Bay uh
2: wannabe. <laughs> Yeah, they'll, they'll just they'll just infuse and cross over Transformers and G.I. Joe and then, you know, some dude will be flying the plane going, time.
5: That's not a word! What's going on? Uh, That's not a word!
1: <laughs> but anyway, anyway um, with this I have to say, um, Hasbro's done a good job and if they keep doing what we like, we might spend more money on them. That is true. Well, I know I am going to spend my money on Hasbro products or Hasbro licensed products. <laughs> IDW keep on making comics, I'll buy them. Anyway, let's move on before Dan gets more depressed and I get more stressed out. <laughs>
2: yep. We do this every week.
1: How the hell do we survive? I
2: got
1: no idea. So anyway, I just um, that, my <laughs> that voice. So anyway, boom. it's harder
2: than it seems, boss.
1: Anyway, on to the next topic, and the next topic is guest time. In today's guest time, we have Sketchy Sounds. He is an awesome... Hey, He is an awesome guy, he... You sure he's a guy? Yep, he is a guy. He has a show on. Yeah, <laughs> <EFN. laughs> friend.
5: You know what, Dan? He's a guy, though. That's
4: not a question... Would you like me
5: to
4: show <laughs> your
3: evidence? <laughs> <laughs> uh... Thank you, please, please show me your
1: ID card, please. <laughs> okay, you, you know what's sketchy? Um, mind, ex- mind, mind telling who you are and what you do for the people who might not know who you are and what you should know?
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, my name is, as mentioned, sketchy sounds. Um, I am an artist, a musician, a writer. Uh, I have a regular show every Thursday on every network where I do a two-hour set of live acoustic music. Um I also draw ponies fairly often, and I have written quite a few fics, some of which are released, some are still being written. Uh-huh. I am also, I should mention, the co-author for Ask Britannia, which is the official mascot Tumblr for Burning UK conventions. Ooh, that is so
1: cool. We've got another, another
4: all-talented
2: board now. True, true,
1: true, true. You can
2: do everything. <laughs>
1: that is cool. That is cool.
2: And if he's Black Griffin, because he can start cu- start quizzing us on whether he's a girl or a guy, we still don't know. <laughs> we're gonna, see- we're gonna see verification after the show.
1: Oh God, no! Oh God, no! But anyway, sketchy. Thanks for thanks for coming on and questioning our sanity. I'll
2: go get my latex gloves. Oh God! Uh, well,
3: uh, well uh, at least
1: questioning my sanity. I, I think I'm going nuts.
3: Shut
1: up, I'm bent over. Oh god, no. Now I'll just give
2: you a bar of
1: soap, see how long you (laughs) hold
2: (laughs) it. You know what? How did it end up like this?
1: (laughs) Then you're a loose cannon. You're a loose cannon.
2: Welcome Ah, to the final semester of university.
1: Oh god. You, You thought that Chef Sandy was a loose cannon? You should come to our show. It's even more looser. Where do you think Chef Sandy learned it from? Uh, Not from you, (laughs) certainly not from you.
4: Let's let's take a moment, settle down. um,
1: Yeah, true, true. Uh, Focus, focus, focus. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, sketchy. Thanks for coming on. And oh, um, well, I would say this awesome show, but I think we're going insane right now. But anyway, thanks for coming on.
4: Well, awesome, insane. There's there's a fine line between the two, and sometimes they blur over into each other. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I mean, I've I've talked with you guys once or twice before, and James, of course, um, is a friend of mine. In fact, should do you think we should tell him James about the uh, the rather interesting circumstances in regards to how we became friends? Because that is quite a fun story. Yes, please. What? What? Well, well I, don't you're gonna, I don't even know you. I don't <laughs> even know who you are. What's he, <laughs> where am I? Where am I? Who's oh, a, no. <laughs> You know, uh, you
3: so, know, Sketchy, you have a much better voice than me, and this is about you, so you tell the story, and I will pontify anything that you might forget, though I doubt it, because you have a good memory.
4: <laughs> okay, so basically, how me and James became friends, James wrote a fic a while ago, um, called, what was it, Cladour, which, yeah, yeah. so it's quite a good fic, in my opinion, he always says it's awful, but I disagree with him, um... I read that fic and was quite moved by it, to be honest. Um, found it to be very well ri- very well written, despite, you know, the odd flaws here and there in terms of, like, grammar or spelling or whatever. Um, it still was very well written, and I quite liked it. So, read that quite some time ago, and then after some time found that it was also on film fiction. So, I was like, oh, I should contact this author and say hello. So... I left a message basically gushing a bit about how I had appreciated this fic and so forth and how a friend of mine had as well and also how it had lent quite a bit of inspiration for the characterization of Octavia in a story I had then written myself which James still hasn't read all of he needs to get on with that and you should all pester him to do it anyway (laughs) um, (laughs) I have so yeah moving on a bit from that um so we got talking a bit, and I was like, uh, oh, you should, um, you know, we should maybe talk on Skype. So he was like, yeah, okay. So we added each other on Skype, and it was then that we noticed something interesting, because he was like, wait, your location's Dundee, and he was like, and I was like, your, your location's Dundee as well. I was like, you're in Dundee? And he's like, yeah, he's like, um, I'm actually currently working at this uh, this pub. And it turned out that this particular pub that he was working at, which he had actually been working at for the past several months, was literally just around the corner from where I was living at the time. Whoa. And I was like, you were right round the corner from me. I was like, we should hang out. <laughs> and he was the even, so we met up. This is the even funnier bit was um, he didn't realize who I was at the time. And so we met up and wandered back to my place. And then we went into my room and it was like, and he had suddenly had this moment of realization. He was like, "Wait a minute, where have I seen this before?" And then I sat down. and He was like, oh, "You're Skeet <laughs> so <like>, Jackson." Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know yeah, that I mean, moment?
3: You, did you imagine to the pub with that voice that you used on us just now? I'll be like, "Who is this dude?" <laughs> did you imagine that moment in um, either Unbreakable or The Sixth Sense where uh, you are suddenly told, "Oh my god, that's the twist of the movie." <laughs> And you, you are like, oh, that was me. That was my expression. That, that's how
4: I took it. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, this is sketchy sounds. Like, yeah, he was like, oh my gosh. I was like, you, you did not realize this up till now. There was a further bit yeah. though. There was a further thing like that from me because I hadn't realized up till then either that he was the author of Ask Movie Sleep, which was something I'd already been following. So there was a bit of a double moment of that twist. because like, wait, do you do this? He was like, yeah. He's was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he was a little and it was adorable. Oh,
3: yeah. I
2: could just Geez, see Why does so, that happen here?
1: <laughs> I don't know.
4: So we we became pretty good friends as a result of that. We serious. hung out quite a bit. And then he eventually had to head back to Spain. Um, yeah. But we, uh, we've stayed in contact since and uh, remained pretty good friends. To so put you by a, a couple
3: a of... To quantify a couple of the details in the story, uh, I started working on that pub at the same time season three was starting, and one day coming back from the pub is when I saw the message, and I saw it by pure chance, because I was like, I'm tired, I'm stressed out, (sighs) it's been forever since I went into film fiction, let's see, oh hey, new message, oh hey, sketchy sounds, oh hey, seems like a nice guy, let's add him on Skype, and the rest, uh, it's... uh, completely
1: matches a, a Sketchy's side of the story. Wait, James, I, I'm a bit blurred here, because you know he, you know his name Sketchy Sounds, but when you met him and talked to him and stuff, you did not realise he was Sketchy Sounds? Great fart.
3: <laughs> That's I
4: think the it was a case of... That, I wrong, think it was sketchy? a case of he didn't realise I was that Sketchy Sounds, is the thing.
3: <laughs> Well, no. It's, here's the thing. I am terrible for names. I suck at names, but I am good with pictures. So I remember locations, places, and faces, but I don't remember names. So ah, okay. I, did, I did watch the songcast a couple of times, and I really enjoyed it. And I, the the, the, the image of the of the, the room and the setup, all that stuck on stuck to my to my brain, but not the name of the songcast, not the name of the songcaster. So, that's why when I
1: saw it, yeah. Oh, okay.
3: You could have followed him all the way back to the apartment, and he'd be
2: like, Yo, Sketchy, you got a visitor!
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, but but still, this is... I would say this is the most awesome story about friendship I've ever heard. And this is really cool. I I wish I had that moment.
3: And I miss hanging out with Sketchy, because now I am back in Spain, and I'm like, oh... (laughs) I could have hung out with him a lot more times, but nah had to One be day. stuck in that in that cursed pub for like twelve hours a day. <laughs> it was a terrible mm. job. Uh, it didn't I say, say it's it 20, didn't twenty twenty as they say. Mm, true. Were My- you working and studying or something? No, I was just working trying to uh trying to start uh, from scratch but things didn't work out so I had to go back. You know like you go out of your you go out of your country trying to find a place in the world and then things don't work out and you have to go back with your tail between your legs that's pretty much what happened. Oh okay.
1: Okay. Well yeah. Uh, never mind you, you have You're your scaring, chance later. Like, you, I you... It
2: too much time I'm
5: like
1: Ugh. you have your chance. But no uh, sketchy talking about your show um, where was it again? It's on everfree network. Um, which I'm sure most
4: of you will be familiar with. And I go on every Thursday at 9 p.m. Mag time, which currently is British summertime, but we'll be switching back to normal UTC stroke GMT, um, at the end of next month, I think. Uh, but I mean, this is the thing. If you go on every network's main site, you can actually set the local time zone there. So it'll bring up the show times in your local time zone. Um, my show goes out at a time which I think is mostly friendly for both overseas audiences and European audiences, so most people should be able to catch it. Mm, okay. uh, and I do usually upload the recordings of the show onto YouTube afterwards, although I've kind of been forgetting to do that recently, <laughs> so I'll need to remember to do that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. No, but yeah. still,
1: um, so how does your show work on EFN? Basically, what happens is
4: um, I go on and I usually do, I warm up a bit, do a few songs, and then I just take requests from the people in the chat. And I have an assistant who basically um, sits there and takes down a list of all the requests that come in. And then um, we usually do them in the order that they've come in. But if if there's stuff that gets really popularly requested, then that will maybe get bumped up a bit. Mm. And I'll do that because a lot of people want to hear it. Uh-huh. Um, likewise if there are people that request something, then you know they have to go before the show is over. I will try and fit a request in before they have to go. Um, but yeah, uh-huh. and I sing songs from both the show and from within the community I've covered. Let's see. I think most of the well-known brony artists I've covered at least one of their songs because I've done I've done stuff by Feather, by Tombstone, by Eurobeat, by Forest Rain, by Mando Pony, by Acoustic Brony, by DB Aviators. Pony? Pretty much, you name a well-known brony artist, and I've probably either heard or been asked to do one of their songs, or have done one of their songs. Uh, okay, that's interesting. When you say this, like, I think you're the one who should have been working in a pub, like, with the musician there playing the guitar or something. <laughs> Sadly, musicians over here do not get anywhere near as much recognition as they do in other countries. We really, really don't.
5: Oh, I a mean, musician definitely. over
4: here is, is not lucrative. Okay. You should move to Spain. We took take care of our artists <laughs> and other
2: the artists. A, you can start a pu- brony pub and then, like, you take brony music and everything will be, like,
3: awesome there. <laughs> No. But that's no cool because a pub is good because you know violence and people throwing pints on their faces and all that. True love <laughs> oh, and tolerating for a pub. It, it yeah. work.
1: True, true.
4: Hey, Did wait. that happen in your pub? <laughs> Actually, yeah, a couple of times.
1: <laughs> oh my! <laughs>
4: there was no, um, a pub in Scotland. Of course, it
3: happened. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was it was a pretty shady situation. We had to deal with it ourselves. We couldn't call the police because of reasons. <laughs>
1: I kinda tell
2: life. Oh, okay. No, but uh, you, can, you can just learn on some bar fight songs and when they're when they're fighting you'll be like joining in like hey
1: But no 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 um,
2: <laughs>
1: uh, you did say requests, right. So um if I understand right, uh, you have something with James, um with requests. I mean, is that right?
4: Uh, oh that's that's a sort of a different thing. Um but yeah, I mean, when I say requests, I mean, like, requests for songs. But what you're on about there, that's also in regard... That would be in regards to art, because currently I am trying to get some funds together to get some better equipment. Um, there's essentially this thing I'm trying to get my hands on, which would allow me to, one, um, it would give me a, a quite a few more avenues of creative expression, but two it would also allow me to really, really easily put together a tablature for songs that I've played and songs from the show, which in turn would be very, very useful for anybody guitarists out there. Um, And with regards to that, where James comes in there is he basically said for every $5 that gets donated to me, then he will happily do the the donator a ultra-quick sketch, which is something I've started doing recently. Ooh. Yeah, it's a kind of commission that is super quick It costs like five It's
3: literally five bucks It takes me ten minutes to draw it And it's called U- Ultra Quick Ink Sketch Yuki's uh, for uh, Short name <laughs> and, and so far I have had a, Quite a few people asking me for those They are fun to do, I don't draw just ponies I draw uh, uh, furry Comic characters, movie characters, etc So uh, Yeah and for every five dollars that get donated to Sketchy, if you want one, I will draw you one. This is awesome. like busking in the twenty first century. Yeah, kind of.
1: It's <laughs> amazing.
2: I'm like, well, how would busking be moved into the twenty first century? It's awesome. Like, you can do it online. <laughs>
3: yeah, pretty. Yeah, much. something like that. Yeah.
1: That, that sounds awesome. So, um, well, I think I should do that too because it sounds cool, and I would like to support that. So
2: you awesome. want the music now?
1: No, uh, I, want this, I want the
2: drawing. Okay. <laughs> no, unless you want oh, okay. to start doing music at $5 and I can't play an instrument, so I'm just going to sing. No! I was going to say, if you, if you toss me 5 bucks, then you can get
1: one. Sure, sure. Um, do you link in the show notes um, because I will add that there because it is a really good cause and it's an interesting way to earn money. Yes. So you, you play live music. So what do you play? Like What instrument do you play?
4: Primarily, it's guitar that I play. Um, I've, I mean, this is the thing. I've been playing guitar since I was about six years old. Uh-huh. So that's over 20 years of experience playing. Um, but I also have a selection of other instruments in my room, which I will occasionally pick up and play. Uh, like, For example, I have a mandolin. That's the thing. I was recently sent a mandolin by one of my friends, well, fans, I could say, from Norway, because he was basically like, look, I have this mandolin that I never play, and he was like... And you are obviously trying to learn, because you've got one there. And the thing is, I do, I did have a mandolin already, but it's not a very good one. It goes out of tune really easily and quite quickly, and it's very annoying to play. He was like, I've got a mandolin that I'm not playing. Uh, he was like, would you like me to send you it? And I was like, yeah, okay. So he did, and I now have this much nicer mandolin, which also has a pinky bag sticker on it, which <laughs> is a, a, a nice added bonus, um, and it's a lovely instrument. It's so much fun to play. It keeps in tune really easily between sessions, which is definitely a massive bonus. Um, and I really want yeah, to play a it, mandolin. I've always wanted. To. And it has, I'd say, it has a lovely sound to it as well. Um, I've recently been learning to play Art of the Dress" on it. Uh, which oh, is wow, that's got a well. sound just really nice. To Would you like to hear?
2: Oh maybe, yes, yes. Please, you know,
5: Maybe
1: later but, on. Maybe later on during the end of the show.
2: Because it's like, oh. it, the mandolin is like this perfect marriage of a guitar and a harp, if you ask me. That is the best description has...
4: I've ever heard of a mandolin. <laughs> I'll tell you something weird, though. It's weird playing a mandolin when you've been used to a guitar, because the strings on a mandolin... tell. They go, in the, they go in the opposite direction from a guitar, because on a guitar, you have E-A-D-B-G uh, for the strings. On a mandolin, you also have E-A-D-B-G, but it's E-A-D-B-G from bottom to top rather than top to bottom, and it's like, yeah. what?! <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I would just switch hand because I'm left-handed. Though it does mean some chords transfer easily, quite well, transfer quite easily, because you're just doing the same shapes but upside down. <laughs> Wait a minute. I thought, it was, I thought the mandolin was GDAE or something like that. It is, but I'm saying it, it from the bottom string up to the top rather than the top string up to the bottom. Oh, okay, again. right, I see.
3: May <laughs> I say it's adorable to hear you guys nerding out about mandolins and guitars? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I don't get to geek out about music so often nowadays.
2: Oh,
1: <laughs> trust me. When we have a musical guest, you geek out a lot.
2: That's why I'm
4: an opp- I'm an opportunist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah as i say. I have I have all sorts of instruments in my room, which um, I can pick up and will play things on my show. And it's usually a case of you know if people ask for a particular instrument, then I will usually just grab it because um, most of the folks that tune into the show know what stuff I have. Uh-huh. So if I go, like, okay, I'll play something on the ocarina or I'll play something on the guitar or I'll play something on the mandolin or whatever, it's, like, cool. Um, Oh, and that's one other thing, actually, that I should mention is that every so often I also have uh, Saturn. He's actually the chairman of Buck, but he also happens to be a key musician himself, and he lives not too far away from me. So every so often he comes around as well, Um, and he usually plays cello, which sounds absolutely wonderful when played along with the guitar. It's very nice.
5: Oh, this cool. He is also
4: quite crazy, so it's always fun when he's here because crazy things happen. Like, for example, the two times so far that we sang the Flim Flam Brothers song with fake Indian accents.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, God, you know. that, that is crazy.
4: Well, you've got
2: opportunity in this very community. <laughs> oh. Flim is grand with a big Flim Flam
4: Macha! <laughs> have
1: you
4: said it and thank you come again right. oh god I like, instead of going instead of going side to side to we were like budgies budgies budgies
1: oh boy yeah, um wow I, I, I'm I'm lost for words
3: <laughs> you know oh, next time you have to <laughs> <laughs> next time sketchy you have to sing it You have to sing it in a very Scottish accent and instead of saying cider, you have to say haggis, haggis, haggis,
4: haggis, haggis. No, no, no. It'd be whiskey, 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 whiskey. (laughs) No, but uh, sketchy.
1: (laughs) Interesting that James said you're from Scotland?
4: I am indeed, yes.
1: Hmm. Um, I don't hear the Scottish accent.
4: The interesting story behind that, um, reason is because... I didn't live in Scotland all my life oh. um, I actually was born in York Which is down in England So my accent has ended up being a strange blend Of English and Scottish Because I lived in York for like 11 years Then I moved up to Dumfries with my mum Because uh, my mum and dad divorced oh, And okay. uh, my mum moved up to Dumfries I went with her obviously Because you know I was dependent on her still uh, and then when I started university I moved to Dundee And I stayed here since But as a result of that I can kind of make it go either way um, I have a lot of control over the way my voice sounds So I can consciously make myself Sound more Scottish if I want to uh-huh. uh, For example I could just be like Oh well take it, shake not start mesh money penny But at the same time I can also Sound very Yorkshire and be like "Hey, How's it going like? Where you off So yeah, it's. It's. You know, it, I will only sound like very Scottish or very English if I'm consciously doing it.
1: The rest of the time it's just kind of neutral. Hmm, okay. Because, well, we had a few um, British guests on, and, well, honestly speaking, they all have. Well, they, they don't sound. How do I put this? My dad went to Scotland once, and he told me that he couldn't understand a word that the Scots were saying.
4: Did he pretend go to Glasgow? I don't
1: really remember. It was way back when, during um, he, the 60s, I think, when he was still young. Because right. with... this is oh, the thing, there are certain parts of Scotland... Where
4: the way people speak is very unintelligible. If you go to Glasgow for example, some of the people there have got very thick accents and the dialect, it's more the dialect rather than ac- oh the accent that uses things because the dialect of the way people yeah. speak, they're like, alright, bye, well, how you doing? You're right, you're right. Yep, yep. And, and here, they're like eh, uh, you, I'll, I'll take an Indian one and a, a, I'll take a regular one and an Indian one and one of them and so that. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, what the hell did you just say? <laughs> I what does drunk dudes in um, London sound like. Drunk dudes in London sound a bit different to that, I think. <laughs> but I, it, it depends on which bit of Scotland you go to as to how
1: people will sound and as to how much trouble you'll have understanding them. I, I think and it was
3: Glasgow. Why, and that's why you have to get drunk in Scotland, because if you don't, you will never understand anyone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, well, I- I'm guessing speaking from experience, then. <laughs>
2: yeah, because... Well, the universal yes. language is a pint to the face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he works in a Scottish pub, of course. He's talking from experience. <laughs> yeah, the real, the real language of Scotland is Scotch. <laughs> indeed, indeed. <laughs> well, 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 thank God this is over. Skype or there'll be beer flying at us. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... Anyway, Dan... There Sorry?
3: is there is no bar fight video game. There should be a bar fight video game. Oh yeah, there should <laughs> bar fight two.
1: Oh, <laughs> well,
3: just, <I> think <laughs> bar fighters. The the Grand Theft Auto Five might
1: have it. Oh god. No, but anyway, Dan. Any questions? for so sketchy.
2: <laughs> yeah, sketchy. So, uh, the way you put in your music to the computer and have it streamed out to the world. Uh, what is your workflow with the with your digitization? Should I say of the music? Yeah.
4: Uh. Okay. That's um. It's a little bit involved. But nevertheless, fairly straightforward if you know what you're doing. I have a USB audio interface. Um, You're probably familiar with that sort of idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I've got... The particular one I have is a Focusrite Scarlett 8i6, which is a wonderful piece of hardware. Expensive piece of hardware, but also a very wonderful one. Quite easily the best thing I've ever used. Um, So I have that. Uh, That's plugged into my computer. My guitar gets plugged into this interface along with my mic. Um, and that goes into the computer via USB. How many eight channels outputs, does it have? Uh, eight inputs, six outputs. Hence cool. the name 8i6. Ah. But yeah, so I have my mic and my guitar are plugged into the 8i6. That goes into the computer via USB. Um, and it's ASIO driven. There's an ASIO driver, so it's nice and low latency. Um, that audio then goes into Reaper, which is my digital audio workstation of choice. And that's where all the audio processing happens, like, for example, putting on reverb, uh, doing compression, all that sort of stuff, equalization, getting rid of noise. And then from there, this is where it gets interesting. I use virtual audio cable, and I have virtual audio cable takes the sound from the mix in Reaper. It takes the master mix, and then the other end of that goes into open broadcaster software, which is... It's a very good bit of software, actually. If you do live streams regularly and you hate Procaster, if you use live stream and you don't like their software, get OBS instead. It's a lot simpler, it's a lot more stable, and it will use a lot
1: less CPU. I think it's um, different because um, OBS looks complicated to me. Oh, in sense.
4: No, no, no. No, I've tried OBS. We had- uh, we had Norman up and running with it in about 10 minutes the other day. It's cool. very wow. simple. Yep. As long as you know what you're doing, it's simple as can be. Um, I'm used to
2: um, Wirecast, so that got me a little like, it's where's features. features?
4: Yeah. I was going say, it's definitely not as user-friendly as ProCaster. So it is a little bit more involved in terms of getting it set up, but in terms of ease of use and then, you know, repeated use from then on, it's a lot more simple because... It doesn't use up anywhere near as much processing power and doesn't okay. require as much use as uh, Procaster does. So, yeah, so the whole the whole flow is guitar and mic into 8i6, USB into computer, um, from there into Reaper, and then Reaper
2: into virtual audio cable, virtual audio cable to OBS, and then that goes out to the internet. Okay. Mm. That's actually That's a very cool. rare combination because. You're the first musician I've heard of who actually uses Reaper. I thought nobody uses
4: Reaper. Yeah, well, I mean, this is... A... No, there's quite a few folk who do. Uh, Cyril the Wolf uses Reaper as well. Wait, what? Yeah. He told me He Reaper. uses Furry Loops.
1: Really? You need to listen you, to that episode again. He
4: uses FL... Well, it, he uses FL Studio for some things, but he also uses Reaper as well. Um, I don't know whether he still uses Reaper on a regular basis, but generally speaking... I've found, anyway, for doing um, acoustic music, Reaper works better for me because it's laid out more like a audio recording program. FL Studio, on the other hand, I use if I'm making electronic music, which is something I do, by the way. Not a lot of people know that, Ooh. but I do actually make the odd bit of electronic music. Uh-huh. Um, I use FL Studio for that because it's a more logical workflow in terms of the fact you have the pattern system and... You know, just being able to lay out notes in a logical fashion with that. And Reaper isn't so friendly for doing that, but FL Studio is great for that. So it depends on what kind of music I'm making as to what software I'll use. But generally speaking, for my live songcast where I'm doing acoustic stuff, I'll use Reaper because I know how to use it. And it also has a rather brilliant ruching system, I have to say. Sorry? Um, The ruching matrix in Reaper. Oh, okay. uh, It's rather brilliantly done, because with its routing matrix, you can redirect audio signals from pretty much any input to any output um, at your leisure, which is a rather great feature, and I wish more programs had it. Hmm. I mean, I think when people think about that, the first thing that comes to their head is like Ableton. Yeah. Um, I used Ableton a bit. I didn't like it. Okay. Um, I just couldn't really get to grips with it, so... Uh, I went for Reaper instead because like, I've been mean. using it, for, and and Reaper's cheap as well.
1: I mean, for a personal license, it's like sixty bucks, and that's like nothing. Oh, that is cheap considering
4: what yeah. you'll get later on. Mixcraft yeah. is about the same; it's about sixty bucks as well. Yeah, I mean, heck, there's there's VSTs that are more expensive than Reaper is. <laughs> but does Reaper come with VSTs? Uh, it does come with a selection of um, plugins and stuff, and. There's also a lot of good free VSTs out there. Uh, I mean, two good examples I can think of would be Ambience, which is a free reverb plugin and in a very excellent one. Um, is, another, it only, is it
2: only for Reaper or is it general uh, DLL? No, it's, it's VST.
4: Throw it to any, Oh, it's, it's a VST. It's a VST. Yeah. What's um, it called again? Ambience. Ambience. Um, okay. A-M-B-I-E-N-C-E you know, Ambience. Um, That's a reverb plugin, as I say, and you can get that for free and use it freely. It's an absolutely excellent reverb plugin, one of the best out there. Uh, Likewise, there's stuff like G Snap, that's a pitch corrector, that's another free one. Um, Yeah, you essentially just need to go and look for what you need. And um, you know the fact that Reaper doesn't come with a massive selection of Vs, VSTs is both a plus and a minus. Because it's a it's a plus in terms of you don't you aren't getting a whole lot of extra stuff that you'll never use. But it's also a minus in terms of the fact that you then have to go out and find the stuff that you need. Mm. But then again, then say that well that's a plus because then you're only going to have exactly what you actually need. But mm-hmm. well, uh, Reapers plugins it does come with. Nevertheless, some of the basic speed would like equalizers and compressors and so forth. So,
2: does it have any VST instruments for uh, media input? Um, no, I don't think it does. But uh,
1: again, it's very easy to get a whole load of free ones from all over the place. I okay. have some on my computer, so. Mm, okay, James, do you have any questions for Sketchy?
4: Yeah. Uh, regarding your artwork,
3: of course I'm the artwork guy. I have to ask uh, things artwork related. Uh, what's your program to go to when you are like, hey, I should make a, a drawing. I should make a picture. What,
4: uh, what should I? What, what do you use for that? Pretty loose. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> it depends on what I'm going to do. Um, I mean, if I have, for example, already drawn up a sketch on like you know, in my sketchpad. If I've already drawn something and I'm just wanting to then uh, ink and colour that, then it will probably be Inkscape that I would go for. If I want to, if I want to give it the vectored look, you know, the the same sort of stylization as the show has, then I go for Inkscape. Um, if anyone out there doesn't know what Inkscape is, you need to remedy that. If especially if you like drawing ponies and you want your stuff to look like the show does, uh, yeah. Inkscape is hands down the best thing you will find for that. Uh, however, if, on the other hand, I'm just wanting to put together a quick sketch um, or just you know scribble something up, then I actually use ArtRage, um, which is a program I found a while back, and it, to me, had the best balance of features that I would really need and ones that I wanted that other programs have. For example, you know, it's, it's got layers, because, well, pretty much any modern art program has got layers. But it also had a few other things that I was like, I really like this, or I would really want that in a program. And it doesn't have all the extra stuff that I don't need or don't want that something like, say, Photoshop has. Because I used to use Photoshop a while ago, but um, I kind of went off it because as a digital art program... Photoshop is actually pretty terrible, to my mind anyway. And the reason why I say that is because, one, it has this annoying tendency to slowly but constantly leak memory, by which, I mean, it just goes up and up and up in terms of how much RAM it's using until it eats all of it and your computer crashes. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other thing is, it has out of the box, like, loads and loads of filters and extensions that your average user is never going to touch, And it's like, why would you do that? You know, why have all this extra stuff that you're never going to use? Because that's just taking up extra space on your computer that, you know, you could be using for something else. Which is why, I say, I went for something that's a bit more simplistic. Because was like, I only need all of this stuff here. So I'm just going to grab this. Because this has got all I want, all I'm going to need. Plus it costs less.
2: (laughs) But Mm -hmm. but I've got to agree with you on that. Because Photoshop is mainly photo manipulation. It's not really a drawing program per se. Yeah. But um, what about
4: Illustrator? What are your thoughts on Illustrator? Um, Illustrator, being an Adobe product, suffers from some of the same problems that Photoshop has in that it will, over time, devour all the memory available. I don't know what the problem is there. I think that's just the fact that maybe Adobe prefer to code for Macs rather than Windows and don't optimize their code properly for Windows. I don't know. I generally do not like Illustrator as much. I've used it a little bit, but um, whilst it is granted a bit more stable than Inkscape, um, it's not as user friendly. I found plus it's also not standards compliant for saving SVG files, which is another reason not to use it. Hmm. The
2: other reason, the reason I try to avoid Inkscape is because Inkscape no longer can push AI
4: files out. Yeah, well. I don't know what has happened. They really like like probably got a fight <laughs> files. Maybe so, I don't know. But I that's goes. only really a problem if you have any Tuesday files. And to be frank, um, really, the onus should be on Adobe to properly support SVG because that's an open standard which everyone can use. And true. they should be embracing that and supporting it, rather than being like, no, no, we need to use
2: the law file, which is the lie so we can call it the market. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, that's, that's very that's very true. But the thing is, you know, um, I used to use Inkscape a lot until I started learning After Effects in school, and then I realized After Effects does not accept SVG, which yeah, is a really well, sad thing.
4: Again, that's just Adobe being like, no, we don't like open standards. <laughs>
1: No, regarding,
4: but, uh, what you uh, said about, regarding what you said about Photoshop,
3: I do agree with you in that, yes, if you want to make artwork with it, it's going to be nearly impossible. But if you've been using it all of your life, uh, that's, like, the best tool you're going to be able to use. So, like, everything I draw is done in Photoshop. Like, I don't use any other program. But I completely agree. True.
1: True. Yeah.
4: I would humbly disagree with you on if you've been using it all your life, you won't ever be able to use anything else. Because no, no, no. The... I didn't mean to say. I didn't mean to say
3: that. I mean to say that if you've been using it all your life, you are gonna be very good with it. I don't yeah, mean to true, say that true. you won't be able to use anything else. Because many times I wonder. I many times I think I wonder how my artwork will look if I use Painter's Eye, oh, or if, if I use Inkscape Yeah. So it's like I, I I
4: do wonder if I use other programs. Yeah. Have any of you GIMP? is a good one. Uh, Gimp, I've tried GIMP. I don't like it. I'll tell you why I don't like it. Um, it's Gimp. primarily because it was made first for Linux and then ported to Windows. Mm-hmm. And a lot of programs, when you do that, the end result on Windows is usually subpar. Mm-hmm. Um, this is true of GIMP, unfortunately. Granted, they did improve it recently. They, they did give it a single window interface mode. That was my main gripe with it. Before, when you were were using it on Windows, it would just make, like, five Windows. And I was like, are you kidding me? Um, Now you can make it so it will only use one. But it still has an inherent problem in that it's trying to be Photoshop. And trying to be Photoshop is not something you should really be doing unless, well, or at least it's not something that you want to be looking for if you want an art program. Um, if you want an image manipulation program, which is what GIMP is, because its whole name is, you know, that's what the acronym is, it's GNU Image Manipulation Program. If that's what you want, great. Um, GIMP will do you very well as a Photoshop replacement, but it's not being made primarily with, you know, digital artists in mind. that those are not really its primary focus when you get right down to things, because I'd say it's trying to be Photoshop, and Photoshop was made for uh, people who do image manipulation mm, and so yeah. forth and photo touch up. The clues Very in the true. name. Mm.
5: True, but I know. I
4: think gym and tablets don't really work well with each other. <laughs> that's another thing as well. I've experienced that myself when I was trying to use my tablet with GIMP. If I put touch, sen- if I put pressure sensitivity on, it just made my tablet get stuck in one corner. It was like. Are you serious? <laughs> wow! Well, well, you know, really? You can, you can change the pressure and what
2: it does, so you can change like pressure sensitive effects, like jiggle rate. So if you press harder, your your brush starts to jiggle more, <laughs> and then you can yeah. set it to other things like
4: opacity or something like that. Yeah. Um. I
2: Which mean, is it was cool, the last
4: time. I'll say it was the last time I tried using GIMP if pressure sensitivity was switched on. And this is due to an inherent problem in the uh, the GTK. It's not a problem with GIMP itself. It's a problem with GTK. Oh, okay. Um, For certain pressure-sensing tablets, mostly Wacoms or their clones, (laughs) which is what mine happens to be, uh, if you have pressure-sensing switched on, then sometimes, not always, but sometimes, um, depending on the particular tablet, your cursor will just get stuck. Uh, in like one corner, and it will only pick up the vertical or horizontal movement because it it maps the axes wrongly when you have pressure sensing switched on. So it just sits there and is like, <laughs> yeah, I got that before. Oh boy. And I got it when I was using it in After Effects. Yeah. That or the other thing that will happen is you'll just get, you know, you'll be able to move you you'll move your stylus over the whole area of the tablet, but your cursor will only move in like one tiny little square. It's like, how am I supposed to do anything with this? <laughs>
2: Yeah,
4: it has that. And it's literally just, someone just needs to fix GTK and it would be fine. But no one has bothered. No, everyone's just like,
2: no, nah, that's not really a priority, you know. When it's like, I mean, yes, it is. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know because I, I used it mostly on Ubuntu, so it didn't have that much of a problem. But when it came to Windows, yeah, it did have that kind of glitch.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. Well, it's, it's a drawing program. There's 1,001 apps out there. So, I mean, find what you're comfortable with. With me, I'm an illustrator guy. I I don't know what to say. I've been brought up with Illustrator. I like Illustrator. Some of my drawings have been with Illustrator. And right now, using CS1 is no fun.
2: <laughs> I was brought up with Gimp actually. I I started with I started with Paint.net, and then I was like, uh, okay. And then like after a while, I was like, let's try Gimp. I hated Gimp when it started, but I had to grow on it because in Ubuntu, that's the only damn thing you can use. <laughs> true.
5: <Whoa>. true. <laughs>
1: Uh, But moving on, um, I noticed here that you have a fanfic page, and you say you did write some fanfics, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, still doing more writing?
4: Yes, yes, still actively writing. Currently, I have... Ooh. I'm just making a mental checklist of how many fics I currently have that I'm writing. I've got... I think I currently have about five or six stories that I am actively working on currently. Mm. Uh, one of those is the sequel to the main one I have on Finfic, which is the the one that I wrote that is finished, is Sketchy Salad Symphony. The one that I'm currently wor- actively working on is Sketchy Salad Serenata, which is its sequel. Um, I have two projects I'm actively working on with my fellow writer from Mass Britannia, both of which are Britannia-themed. I have a third one I started recently, which is a um, it's featuring a character of a friend of mine who's also from the Aspartame team, and I also have another one, which is a story I began writing based on a character I conceptualized a week while back. Ah. So, I'm keeping busy there.
1: Mm, so, the, the yep. thing I'm seeing here is your last update was July, 20th of July, so I can't wait to see more of it, because... Because, like I told James, I read some of his fic and it was really good. And seeing here that you have uh, Octavia, Luna, Celestia, and OC, this will be interesting.
4: Yeah. Um, I mean, this is the thing. Celestia and Luna play. They don't play a major part in those stories, but they are definitely a part of them. Their their influence is definitely felt. And I have to say the princesses are probably my favourite characters to write after the main characters that are in those stories. I absolutely love exploring their relationship and the the way, you know, the way they play off each other, their, the dynamics of their relationship, the way they relate to other ponies and so forth. I absolutely love writing them.
1: Mm, okay. Well, I have to take a read because I read James and I'm reading a few figs right now and looking at this, I do love the Octavias.
3: Thankfully, yes. you did read the the one fanfic that I am actually very proud of, uh, but not, not you didn't read Clara the Luna
1: yet, right? Not yet. I, I'm just reading one thing at a time, and the <laughs> Luna. What was it again?
3: Uh, Clara Cloud Luna.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm gonna read that one next, I think, because. Well, it has Luna, and it has Octavia.
4: I think I know where the title came from. I was going to say, of speaking of Octavia, something I have to mention here, because this is another special little thing, is that when James was heading back to Spain, he actually had made a paper to Octavia... And it was like, she will not survive the trip if I take her back to Spain on my plane and so forth. He was like, so would you look after her? And so I said I would. So I actually have still a, a little papercraft Octavia sat on my windowsill. Oh, no. <laughs> Ooh, Which, well, which, which, which they together. I am so
3: happy you still keep that and you take care of that because it, it, literally I had no space left on my luggage <laughs> and I am like who is going to be better with, with who is she going to be better with than with, with sketchy because he likes to take exactly. so much. So yes. there you have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you didn't know what, what was what I, was I going to pull out uh, pull out of the box when <laughs> when I took yeah house. I was like what has he got here and then when you brought out that I was like. <gasps> Oh yeah. <laughs> I just love that anticipation. That's the second time I do it, because I open the bo- It's a Yu-Gi-Oh! metal box. <laughs> it's good. It's sturdy for when bringing very fragile stuff. Yep. So people have no idea what I'm going to pull out. So when I always
4: so I always pull up a, a, a pony paper craft, and they're like, had I been capable, or if I was capable of it, I probably would have done, like, the buff gasp when I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. Thing. I can't do it. There's, there's yeah, one of the guys on the, one of the girls on the Aspirant team though. She does a perfect rendition of it. Uh, Beth. She just, she can do it every time. It's brilliant. It's, sometimes we'll just be there talking then We'll just like, would you make me some breakfast? And she'll just go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, but next box. Girl. Seriously, you're right about that box. I mean, you could transport antimatter in that thing. you will be safe. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I want to know more about your work with EFN. If if I remember right, you, you were there from the beginning?
4: Yeah, I was actually... I was around with EFN before EFN was actually a thing. Because um, this is a thing. Every network started off as every radio, and that was quite a few years back. It was, like, roughly around the beginning of Season 2, I think, that they started. I can't remember the exact time. But it started out as kind of a bit of a... A slightly sillier thing, actually, initially, they were just like, you know, we, we should put together a podcast, and like, you know, we should do something that's a bit more... And, and I say it was a, it had slightly silly beginnings, but nevertheless, the game with it was, you know, let's put together something that's a bit more thought out and a bit more professional than some of the other stuff that's out there currently, because their thought at the time was, you know, some of the stuff that's out there at the moment is maybe not all that good, um or is you know is it there's nothing there for the folks who are maybe after something that's a bit more i don't know mature or grown up i mean i i hesitate to use either term but i mean it's still the sort of thing that went into it so um they started putting together ideas and so forth and then i was approached by uh one trick she was like um would you like to be our first interviewee for the initial podcast? I was like, sure. So the very first Air Free Radio podcast, if you go all the way back to the very, very first one, their special guest is none other than myself. Ooh. Um, huh. and where it went from there afterwards, it was a case of as they started building up in terms of content and so forth and they started wanting to have like regular streams, I had already at the time been doing a regular stream. Well, I say, I say regular, it was basically a case of every so and I was just like, you know, right, I'm just going to stream me playing songs for a while. And then after a while they were like, uh, would you actually like to make your stream a regular thing on our site? Because you will get more exposure that way and also that will help us. So I was like, sure. So all things considered, I was probably the very first actual regular program that got broadcast on every network right back when it was still every radio and then when it was making its transition to becoming a more all-encompassing thing. Um, My show is probably, I would say, the longest-running one they have, which has been there almost from the very beginning, and I don't think I've ever missed more than one or two weeks at a time where I've not done a show and it's either been because of illness or work or going to a con.
1: Ah, that sounds awesome. And I I do remember um, Final Draft being on and telling us that he started out during the beginning of Season 2 after Lunar Eclipse and saying that we should do our own show and let's do it and doing it.
4: Yep, that was pretty much how it went down.
3: I also remember that one of the intentions behind the creation of our free network was that so they could give good coverage of pony conventions for those who couldn't go.
4: Like, they could either yeah, stream it was... or record it and later post it on YouTube. Yeah, that was something that kind of happened along the way, I think. It was an idea that was formed along the way. It was like, you know, we should also see about if we could if we could do this. You know, it was a, it was a case of... The more technical-minded people among every free network will let like, you know. Could you know? Would we be able to do this? How would we go about doing this? How much would it cost? And then when they, you know, they took a look at it and they're like, you know, we could do this. We could actually go and we could do this. We could we could stream these cons and provide coverage to people who are at home and haven't been able to go. So. I think the very first time they did that was uh, one of the earlier BronyCons. I don't remember exactly. It was either BronyCon or was, Northwest was the first one they streamed. No, it was BronyCon January 2012 when uh, that was the it, guests yeah. The
3: guests were Nicole Oliver, Andrea Liefman, and That's, Ashley Ball.
5: Oh,
1: yeah. They
3: were streaming yeah. that one for the first time.
1: BronyCon New York. Yeah. This was with, if I remember right, hosting the panel was Final Draft, Apple Cider, and Chef Sandy.
3: Yeah, correct. Yes, they were the three host in
2: the back. Yeah, yes. this is one that he, look, he was looking for trouble because he said, he did that line where someone asked who's best pony. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we cleared this at the beginning. Twilight Sparkle is best pony. Was it that one? <laughs> yeah. No, I that, one, so. that
1: one was... Um,
2: uh, that, I was have winter, to... that was a Winter bronicon. I remember.
1: Really? Yeah, I thought uh, that one was... Um, the second one. The, what was it? Uh, there's the Winter Bronycon with the uh, Bronyville. The, the, I thought that was once the other one, the Brunicon Fire. That was yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Bronie
4: Con summer, summer 2012 they assumed, I think. Yeah. yeah, that was the second Bronie Con streamed where it got nicknamed Bronycon. Con.
5: Hmm.
1: No, but still, uh, you you yeah, were no, there from, from the beginning, but, and that sounds awesome. Yeah,
4: yeah it's, it's, the people who it's are, been an, it's been quite a trip seeing how over time. It's grown from being just a group of maybe like seven or eight people. It's grown over time, and now there's – I think there's somewhere in the region of 50 people are either involved directly or indirectly with every network, either in terms of them being people who are staff or editors or contributors or, you know – Various other roles. There's so many people involved in it now. I mean, I I used to know everyone that was involved with every network, you know, on a fairly personal level, and I still know like a good number of the main staff. I know, I know Draft reasonably well. I know One Trick quite well because I've been friends. I was. This is the thing. It was because of One Trick that I got involved with every network because I knew her quite well, well before every ever became a thing. She was one of the first people that I connected with in the fandom. Uh-huh.
5: Um, one trick basically, I mean, out. this is the thing. I, I knew One Trick before she was One Trick, basically, yeah.
4: because she used to go by her, her primary uh, nickname that she went on on the chat networks was actually Octavia, <laughs> because she related <laughs> with that pony quite well. Um, so I, I got to know her when that was still her primary name that she was known by, and then she came up with the One Trick identity and made more use of that. But I knew her before she even was doing that, so that's going back quite a long way. But it's because of her that I got involved with Therapy Network, and uh, yeah, the rest is history, as they say.
1: Mm. And it was such a wonderful history. started out small and look where you are now. Woo-hoo.
2: Yep, fully registered yep. company. Indeed. Yep, yeah.
1: But talking about conventions, the last one you went was Buck, right? Yes. How was that?
4: It was awesome. It was so much fun. Um it was bigger than last year because we had access to the whole venue. We had we were at the Bridgewater Hall. Last time we'd been there, they'd been renovating the main auditorium, so we didn't have access to all the facilities available. This year, of course, the renovations were complete, so we had access to the main auditorium, which is absolutely huge. Um, you can fit... I think uh, our capacity for Buck was a maximum of somewhere around 1,500 or 1,600, it may have been. And I think the actual number of attendees was around 1,100 and something. So there were a lot of people there this year, almost double what we'd had last year. Oh, that's cool. So there were loads and loads of people. Um, I had a lot of fun. I was... Uh, I guess again, I performed at the, the lunar eclipse, which was their uh, their concert thing during the con. Um, I didn't perform during the summer sun celebration. That was like the a, a big concert before the con, and that was really amazing. Um, quite the yeah, experience. that was
2: like huge. I looked at that. I, looked, I saw the videos from it, and it was like I thought they were having like
4: I thought they had some big, huge sponsor from some beer company or something. But no, it was all theirs. <laughs> yep. Yeah yep that was it was all paid for by uh by uh, con funds but uh yeah we had uh, the Sun celebration that was fantastic there was a the con itself which was a lot of fun I'd say and it was greatly facilitated by having a larger venue to hold it in um I was on a number of panels. I was on a writers panel. I was on a musicians panel. Uh, I was on a panel for Tumblr. That was a good lot of fun, actually. The Tumblr panel was great because what we did was we had this we had a video presentation that we put together for it, which was this massive parody of this day area, mm. which went down quite well. And then Ooh, yeah. also, I was hidden off stage, um. and. We had actually one of the characters from the blog, uh, the Clarion Cull, who's this uh, hacker character that we came up with for various reasons. She turned up for the panel um, because I can do her. I do her voice. So she turned up um, with her picture appearing on the screen and then her voice coming on and just being all like, hello. And it was so much fun (laughs) because she was just she basically had this back and forth with Hazel, who's, you know, the the co-author um
5: and answered questions and stuff. It was it was great. Oh
4: my, goodness. that is
2: awesome. Sounds oh. like a very interactive and fun panel. So did you like uh, was... bring your laptop and
4: plug in the VST and do that on the spot? Yeah, basically. Well, I borrowed I borrowed Vixler's laptop actually. Um, oh okay. And, and I had my ATX six with me, so I was hidden under the stairs at the sound desk. So I had my uh, my sound card, my mic. I plugged that into the laptop, and then the output from the sound card went into the, you know, the actual mixing desk. Okay. Um, so I could hear everything that was going on. I couldn't necessarily see everything that was going on there, but I was basically—I ran both. I made Claire's face appear, made her expression change, and I also obviously provided her voice. Mm. Thinking about coming to Malaysia anytime soon. I don't have any plans to unfortunately that would require me to have time and money and unfortunately all I have at the moment is a lot of time and not a lot of money.
1: You know what then we should just collect the money and go to Buck next year Buck
3: I'm going to I'm going to try and be on Buck next year uh, Sketchy. you have to get get me in touch with the guys who do the panels because I want to try and do something like uh uh, drive, movie No, it's like movie references in MLP and kind
4: of like joining it with uh, Movies Late and talk about well, you know all what? the movie references that happen in, in MLP. What? Yeah, James, if you come up with a good panel idea like that or something similar, if you can come up with something good that people would want to see and you put that forward to them, then they will take that on board and they will consider that because if you have a good idea of something that people would like to see, then they will most likely happily invite you to come and do that. Awesome. In what uh what what do I have to do to prepare to
3: to prepare that uh, for that because it's like do I have to write a paper a pdf uh,
4: uh basically just just put together like um a short description of what you'd want to do and like send that on to Saturn or someone and let them know you know let them know your ideas um and if they like it then I say they'll probably just say yeah we would like to come and do that. But I mean I'll put it this way, if you put together um just like a short description of what you'd want to do and like the main points of what you'd be doing with it. Um and then either toss that over to me or I think you actually have Saturn on your contact list, do you not? I do, because I I, I, yeah. I got it after the Gladys <laughs> three uh, Yeah, just game. pester him then. <laughs> just pester <laughs> him with your ideas. No Lazoos, he, he, get he doesn't mind being okay. there. No, he won't. <laughs> Sachin doesn't mind this sort of stuff. He likes speaking
3: no, no,
1: no, no. thing. You know what, Dan? I'm
3: being silly. I'm being silly. I will I will write a paper. I will put on a document saying the ideas and the and the themes and more or less the time that it will take, like, you know, presentation, Q&A section, uh, how it will tie with the Tumblr pony stuff and then yeah. uh, present it to him. Yeah.
1: You you know That's what, Dan? We, we should do that. We should do that and go to Buck as... How to start a podcast within 30 minutes. <laughs>
2: it can be like we Today, we talk about modern movie references. Dr. James Cork, PhD, on the line with us. Dr. James Cork,
5: PhD. I'm being serious. I'm being
1: serious. You, you know, we've done this for almost a year now. And if I'm right, Buck will be next year around the same time when it happened. And we will be around two and more, a half years, maybe? So we yeah, could possibly... So we could possibly do that, like, how to successfully do a podcast for two and a half years without being popular. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. Is it considered successful?
1: <laughs> well, we're still alive, and we got James Cork and Sketchy Sounds on, so I guess we're okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you say that, like, you know, you, you say my name like I am some sort of, like, in, important, like, guy, and I'm like, I'm not, not nobody. Do, do I... important to us. I am super tiny, small, insignificant, but I do my best to try and You're get bigger. See, to that's what matters. we your friends, so that's all. Huh? Yeah, that's really what my mother says, or at least what she used to say. She doesn't say that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: right.
1: We're
3: your friends. We don't care. You came in fiftieth place. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: wow! Did you just did you just screw out MLP to me? <laughs> yes, I did. I think you did. <laughs> wow.
1: Oh boy!
3: You've been applejacked. <laughs> I love Applejack
1: oh, She's uh, great Yeah
3: She's the second best pony
1: If I remember right, Kitsune
3: right?
1: <laughs> I like that uh, If I remember Kitsune said that Applejack was his favorite And Rarity was Worst pony
3: No uh, He's uh, he's, uh, he's a joker He actually likes Both of them Uh he likes both Applejack and Rarity but because I am such a Rarity fanboy, he, he pokes fun at me all the time like saying, you oh, know, Rarity she's like Cthulhu with gives with tentacles coming out of her face. Yeah,
1: right now Titsun is listening to this and he's like, James, you're gonna get it. Oh, I, I wish I could just oh. get him on because you you guys went a really awesome
3: i need to show you pictures of variety getting trashed. <laughs> you're a, you're a and I'm like, oh no, please, I enjoy those pictures way too much. And then show them to me. <laughs> uh, but no, but,
4: but it's true. Bye.
1: Uh, I think we're running a bit too long. And if I remember right, Sketchy, you have a party, right?
4: Ah, uh, well, it's not so much a
1: party, but I do have guests. Uh, okay, so uh, if we got nothing more, we... we hosting sh-
4: a house party? No, I just have guests round, you know, friends. I'm socializing. <laughs> okay, it's well, a thing people
2: that people do when they're not on the internet. Norman mentioned party, so I was like, party? <laughs> fun, fun, fun! Oh no. Exactly. No,
1: no. no that, that's, that, um, I think we could end this.
2: You know, will there be cake, will there be games, will there be balloons, will there be. <laughs> Never mind.
1: Nope, there will be nope. all
2: sorts of fun, darling. <laughs>
1: Ah, my heart! <laughs> oh, you can't take it anymore. Anyway, um, I guess we, <laughs> I guess we can end this. And that was our guest, Sketchy Sounds. Thanks for coming on, Sketchy.
4: It's been a pleasure.
1: So, where can they find you on the net?
4: Okay, there are assorted of places you can find me. Uh, I am on Twitter as Sketchy Sounds. That's with an underscore. Uh, I am on YouTube as, it's a bit of an odd one, I made the channel ages ago so the channel name is odd, it's A5HF0X Though if you search for Sketchy Sounds on YouTube you'll probably find me fairly quickly I am on Film Fiction as Sketchy Sounds, uh, that's with a space in it um, I am on DeviantArt as Sketchy Sounds without a space in it and of course, um, I do my show regularly on Everfree Network, that's www.everfree.net every Thursday. And I can also be found on Tumblr at sketchysounds.tumblr.com, that's without space or underscore or anything. And of course, I also run ask Britannia, which is just askbritannia.tumblr.com. Ask Britannia is always one word, no underscores or hyphens or anything.
1: All right, yeah. yeah, that's I'll... the
4: confusing part about Tumblr.
2: Is, that, is there a hyphen? Is there an underscore? Is there a dot? Is there a... I
1: forgot. <laughs> anyway, I'll just add that in the show notes for to make things easier. So
5: yeah.
1: Anyway, thanks, Sketchy. You heard where you can find him. Links will be provided in the show notes. So anyway, let's move on to the next topic, and the next topic is shoutouts. And my first shoutout goes to you, Sketchy. Thanks for coming on and well sharing your stories with us. No problem. It has been a lot of fun. Well, I I hope you were not offended slash annoyed by us.
4: No, no, not at all. And I hope you weren't offended or annoyed by me. Oh
1: no! I, a little I
2: intimidated, but not
4: not offended.
1: Nope, nope. <laughs> and uh, thanks, James, for coming on and well oh, providing welcome. the smarts.
3: Ah oh, no! I even did I brought the silly.
1: <laughs> uh, I think that brought that yeah, one I
0: in. That nothing Ouch,
1: my heart! Ooh. <laughs> I'm not. I wouldn't really...
0: mind
3: spreading the cilia where you spelt.
0: <laughs> oh my!
1: <laughs> oh. So anyway, then... Do, you
3: do like a one-man radio drama. Get in touch with Scribbler um, and I wouldn't mind spreading me either.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, I'll be up for that.
5: <laughs> my heart. <laughs>
4: I'm sorry, Norman. We're giving you so much, you're going
1: to have to edit out. No, nope, nope. that's go all. That's all going in. That's all going in. <laughs>
4: Norman with a couple of
3: scissors.
1: Yeah, this is how. <laughs> <laughs> snip, snip, snip. Uh, but anyway, Dan, what about you? Shoutouts.
2: Oh, well, shoutouts to both of you here and uh, Norman for yep the usual deal every week. And uh, yeah, that's basically it. I don't have many people to shout out to.
1: Yeah, with your current schedule, I don't think you'll be thankful to is
2: anybody. There, is there an opposite of a shout-out? Like, uh, I don't know, a uh, shout-in well,
1: sh- shout or something? No, no, there, there's it. a thing that I listen to a podcast, and the opposite oh. of a shout-out is an FU. What's that? No, the, the,
3: the opposite of a shout-out is a screaming internally.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> what I heard is they say FU. It's an FU. So, who do you want to send an FU to?
3: Geez, where so... do I start? <laughs>
1: Never mind then <laughs> <laughs> So James Anyone to shout out to?
3: I want to give a shout out To my good old friend uh, Jay Van Esbroek, Who is now having An awesome time At the Sacramento Brony uh, oh, yeah. uh, Meetup It's uh, It's a small Meetup That's happening Right now in California And it's really small But Those are kind of like The kind of events That usually You enjoy the most hey, hey, James James,
1: like Sorry, James You say yeah, small Sacramento Expo. Y- You know who's Going there?
3: Um, no, who was going there?
1: Dusty uh, me. and Apple Cider.
3: Ah, was he? Oh, that's cool.
1: Oh, God. You said small, really. What's big for you, big man? Big things come in small packages,
3: man. If 35 <laughs> people are there, you can't call it big. Oh, Well, it, you know, they don't consider themselves big either, so they, th- that's cool.
1: Mm, true, true. But yeah,
3: no, it's get... Size relative to them.
2: <laughs> yeah, everything is relative, nothing is absolute.
1: Oh, God. I'm gonna have a
5: nose soon.
3: It's a good thing that you don't care about size belt. Yeah, Alpha Brony taught me that. It's what to do with it and counts. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> What's inside that counts?
3: <laughs> Dear Lord. Oh my god. PG13 scraping onto the rated R. R.
2: Uh.
5: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sketchy. Ooh, ooh, ooh. R
3: for revolutionary.
1: Okay, sketchy, shout outs now.
2: More like alpha. For... <laughs> 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 and then
4: they shout and not growl out. Okay, on a serious note, uh, I would like to give a shout-out, uh, one, to the folks at Free Network for, you know, continuing to uh, allow me to do my show, like, every single week and have fun, and just for being fantastic people in general, oh. Um and also a shout out to my good friend James Cork here for being an awesome guy and oh, uh, for for helping me out with my donation drive thing by uh, volunteering to do art for people. Um, hey, and, and yep, and finally to you guys as well uh, here at uh, MBS for having me on and uh, providing an entertaining couple of hours.
5: Sure, no oh,
1: problem. You're welcome, we're we're glad to entertain you for a couple of hours. We hope you will be entertained more in the future. But hey, a couple of hours is okay with us. Yeah, you want a good laugh? Just
2: ring us up. I am sure you would like to entertain me, some more.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad sorry. I'm not. I'm glad I'm not a pegasus right now because. <laughs> because your free trial is over,
3: sir. <laughs> be happy that you're not a unicorn either, or else you will be spraying all over the place with magic.
1: Indeed. <laughs> anyway... And, uh,
2: your free trial has ended. To continue. Please enter your credit card number below.
1: Oh, no. So, anyway... If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions for the show, you can contact us at mbshow at gmail.com. And if you would like to email us personally, you can reach me at norman at mbshow.com and Daniel at mbsshow.com. You can also reach us on Twitter. The show's Twitter account is at the MBS show. contact... 3D bot for news on what's going on with the show, editing, and just general banter. And also contact me if you want to reach me on Twitter. I am at Norman Sanzo. I post stuff about food, cartoons, toys, and whatever tickles my fancy. And what about you, Daniel?
2: Yep, if you get a kick out watching people suffer, then you'll get a kick out of following my Twitter account. Go follow Saint Pinky, S C P I N T I E on Twitter.
1: Uh, I I recently read that you don't like the new iPhone 5C.
2: No, it's not that I don't like it. I just want to see it drop tested. It. <laughs> it's nice colors. I gotta say it's nice. I gotta say it's nice colors. But I want to see something break. <laughs> see, it's been it's been ages since I last smashed something.
1: Oh boy! Like, can
2: someone buy me an wow. iPhone 5C to smash?
1: Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, James, what well, what about you? You you have the tweeters right?
3: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jamescork altogether no james dash cork uh, on Twitter. You can find me on jamescork.dvnr.com and you can feel free to check my Tumblr, pony uh, uh, blog askmovieslate.tumblr.com.
1: I'll add that in the show notes. And if I remember right, your sketchy sound is uh, sketchy sounds, right? Yes, sketchy underscore sounds. Uh, so that sketchy sounds with an underscore in
4: it is my Twitter. Um, and I'm also on Tumblr as well, various places. It's on the show notes.
1: Okay, I like the show notes. It's basically sketchy underscore sounds, and underscore is the underlying spacebar that Dan doesn't like.
5: Yes, (laughs) yes. So
1: anyway, and also please subscribe and rate us on iTunes at stitch Radio, and also like our Facebook page. Links will be provided in the show notes.
2: And let's petition Microsoft to remove the underscore button from the keyboard.
1: Oh no, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have been Norman Sanzo.
3: I have been Daniel Anthony.
4: I have been James Cork. And I have been Sketchy Sounds. And Sketchy, you
1: said you will be playing us some music, so take us out!
4: Okie dokie. Sir, so, this is uh, an old favourite from Season 1. <laughs>
0: This fashion's getting old. The time has come to welcome spring and all things warm and green. But it's also time to say goodbye. It's winter we must clean. How can I help you? You see, what does every pony do? How will I fit in without magic? I haven't got a clue. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Let's finish our holiday cheer. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Cause tomorrow spring is here. Cause tomorrow spring is here. Banging on the southern birds. A vexed cloud begins. Clearing all the gloomy skies. To let the sun shine in. in. With the clouds and we melt the white snow. When the sun comes up, its warmth and beauty will glow. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Let's finish our holiday cheer. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Cause tomorrow spring is here. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Cause tomorrow spring is here. Cause tomorrow spring is here. Little critters hibernate under the snow and ice. We wake up all the sleepy heads so quietly and nice. We help them gather up their food, fix their homes below. We welcome back the southern birds so the families can grow. We too. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Let's finish the holiday here. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. tomorrow spring is here. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. tomorrow spring is here. tomorrow spring is here. No easy task to clear the ground. Plants our tiny seeds. With proper care and sunshine. Everyone it feeds. Apples, carrots, celery stalks. colorful flowers too. We must work so very Hard. It's the so to do. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Let's finish our holidays here. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Cause tomorrow spring is here. Winter wrap up, winter wrap up. Cause tomorrow spring is here. Cause tomorrow spring is here. Now that I know what they all do, I have to find my high place. Help with all of my heart, tough task ahead I face. How will I do without my magic? Have the earth pony away. I want to belong, so I must do my best today, do my best today. Wrap up, let's finish our holiday here winter wrap up winter wrap up cause tomorrow spring is here winter wrap up winter wrap up cause tomorrow spring is here Cause tomorrow spring is here Cause tomorrow spring is me
1: Give me a second guys. Um Dan, your connection. What's up? Dan?
4: oh. I think it was Dan. Oh no. Maybe he wasn't the real Dan and he got sent back to the marathon.
1: His connection was oh. derping, that's why I was wondering.
4: Uh. No it should. No, what man. if he actually was a <laughs> clone? Well dun dun dun.
1: <laughs> well <laughs> okay, he's gone. Uh we'll we'll just let him be <laughs> and let's move on.
3: To you say that so nonchalantly. You're no, like, uh, okay he's gone. I don't well, he's uh, he saying it's here, but he, he must have dropped from the call. His
4: internet must have derps. Oh, that's not so good.
1: Yeah, connection. His site is really bad. Okay, he let's
4: felt see. this is what we have post-production for.
1: Indeed. I wish we were live, so this would go all on tape. <laughs> yeah, I
2: think I missed something, didn't I?
1: Yeah. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Welcome back. But you're still derping. You you have dots on your
4: faces. I was born to derp.
5: Indeed. Oh yeah!
1: He
4: didn't use the derp life. The derp life <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> indeed, indeed, indeed. <yes.
2: laughs>
3: Those who never knew what went
4: wrong. Okay,
2: so
1: um, we finish. Uh, needs to
3: be uh, in a video with that. I didn't
1: choose
2: the derp life.
3: The derp life chose me.
2: It's this a derp is a community service message brought to you by Derp Life Insurance. <laughs> It's a dirt (laughs)
1: life for us. It's a dirt life
2: for
3: us. If you join in today, you get a full protection against flying pianos, falling muffins, cracked floors, and rain clouds.
1: (laughs) Okay, so we've asked question number two, and let's move on to question number three. Three, two, one, and the last one is: What do your family? Like, yeah, I am. I kind of
2: do that little moment (laughs) to look this.
1: Then your connection is breaking up.
2: Never mind, continue.
1: Okay. What's your status bar on your Skype thingy? What color is it? Yellow? White. White? Huh. Strange.
2: It says unknown.
1: Unknown. Okay. It sounds like you're really My- far off using a really bad mic. Yep,
2: I'm really far off from you, eh? I'm really far off from all of you, but uh.
1: You know what so I, I mean! Is-
2: but uh, I paid 200 bucks for this mic, so it's damn good.
1: Yeah, but you you don't sound like you're using a 200 bucks mic. Uh, internet don't connection. Call <laughs> internet connections. So anyway, I'm restarting in three, two, one.
4: So uh, this is a old favorite of well probably everyone in the fandom from season one. <laughs>
1: So, guys, I'm going to restart this because I wasn't recording, so, one moment. Okay. <laughs> Perfect outtake.
5: <laughs> right. Okay.
4: Okay.